the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My next guest has a pretty big ambition. He wants to plant 100,000 trees over the next year or so and he needs our help. He's a wildlife biology student, graduated, just graduated from his final year at college and he's from Terminfeck in County Loud. He's the founder of Reforest Nation. He set this up in response to the destruction of our forests. He has a passion for nature and wants to do something that will make a real difference to the environment and also help protect endangered species. He's already reached a target of planting 5,000 trees but he has his sights on planting much more. He's partnered up with nature reserves, landowners and community initiatives to create native forests across the country and he's determined to reach his goal. I'm delighted to welcome Garod McAvoy, founder of Reforest Nation to 11 to 1. How are you doing, Garod? Hi, Sinead. How are you? I'm great. First of all, this is fantastic. You're only on the go a very short while, not even a year so far. You have about 5,000 or so trees planted. Pretty impressive, but you have a huge milestone that you want to reach. Uh, you've set yourself 100,000 trees to plant. That's quite big now. Yeah, the, fir- the first year was really just a trial to see how it would go. We only planted about just over 5,000 trees, so we just wanted to see how, how they would do first. And now we're looking to partner with, like you were saying, initiatives all over the country, whether they're community initiatives, nature reserves, uh, charities, anyone really who can who can plant trees, who might own a bit of land they want to plant trees on um, to really make it, I suppose, really impactful and, and not just be a small little effort, but really a, an international effort and a national effort. And I've no doubt that you're going to do it because I know uh, from talking to you before before t- the interview today that you have such a love and passion for nature, protecting yeah. the environment. And something tells me this is a passion that you've had for a very long time. Is that right? Yeah, I've always been interested in the natural world. I grew up uh, in a farming background, so I was always kind of connected with nature. And then I think I was very inspired by people like the Crocodile Hunter and David Attenborough growing up. Um, and I kind of just grew from there. I've, I've always had it. I always knew I wanted to do something to do with, you know, the natural world. And it might kind of seem counterintuitive, but I was never, you know, an expert on plants or trees mm. or anything like that. I was always interested in, in animals. But I, I suppose I know that trees are the foundation of the Irish ecosystem. So if you want to help everything else do well, you need to have a diverse forest. 
to kind of replicate that because I suppose everything else then will, will flourish. Absolutely. And this is, you know, you felt so strongly about this. You've just finished studying your wildlife uh, biology. That was a degree that you've just finished as well, which is fantastic. But you set up Reforest Nation uh, back in August. Tell me about this and the work that you do. Yeah, so uh, I set it up back in August. So it's it's quite a, a young initiative, but it's it's got, grown really quick, much quicker than I ever could have imagined. The response has been pretty incredible. That I suppose there's not there's not too many tree initiatives in Ireland, and I suppose the way that we're we're going about it, we're trying to you know think outside the box and create extra incentives for people to to want to support us. So on our website, we have a membership which can help people, uh, I suppose, reduce their carbon footprints. So. It's it's not just about asking people to help us plant trees, even though that's great in itself. We want to kind of create a service that people can feel like they're getting a benefit out of it. So, for example, the average person in Ireland produces about 12.8 tonnes of CO2 a year. So about three elephants worth of essentially weightless gas. And if you plant about 50 trees a year, you can help uh, take that out of the atmosphere. So it's, it's a way to kind of make it quantifiable and also, I suppose, help people not just contribute to, to fighting climate change, but restoring Ireland's biodiversity, because the biodiversity crisis and the climate crisis are, are very interlinked. So um, so this is where this is all coming from. Yeah. yeah, and I, I know from looking at the website, and as, as you put the stark figures out like that, it's just quite shocking, actually, you know, to, to think about what, what we're producing. And, you know, from looking at what you have on the website there, you're, you're, there's, there's lots of different things that people might need to be aware of. Like Ireland was once the most forested country in Europe, um, but, and, and now we're very low, aren't we, in, in terms of this, in terms of our forests and the amount of forests that we have. We've, we're ranking very low in terms of our European counterparts. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, like Ireland, like you said, used to be the most forested. You know, they don't know exactly the figures, but, you know, you can look at the pollen records through time and you'll see that maybe 100 years ago there was no pollen in terms of forests. But if you go back a thousand years ago, the place was filled with, with pollen from trees, which indicates that there was a lot of trees in, in the area. Some people estimate, you know, over 90% of Ireland was covered in, in forests. We actually were the most forested country in Europe. And now we're the second least forested after Iceland. Um, but unfortunately, even that forest we do have, which is 11% uh, forest cover, only about 2% of that is actually native forest. So it's, it's almost misleading to, to even think that we're at 11%, unfortunately. Yeah, and this is something that, you know, that you want to raise as well. You know, that not an awful lot of our trees are native to this country. So this yeah. is something that you're trying to kind of, I suppose, do as well with the, the reforesting. You're making sure that these trees actually belong here. Yeah, like unfortunately with a lot of big, uh, you know, projects that want mm. to have, I suppose, a big impact on carbon sequestration. Traditionally, you know, they haven't looked at the on the ground effects of just planting say one type of tree like there's been a you know examples in china and around the world where they've planted you know millions of acres of trees which is great i suppose in one sense but in the other sense if they're all just a one species and they're not native to the environment you're not actually helping the local ecology it's, it's really important that you know you plant trees that are native to that region because they have evolved with the species there over millions of years and if you don't do that you're, you're not really helping the local environment and also how you plant them. Um, you know, there, there are quite intensive planting methods using machines, which can be quite damaging. So it's really important that we try to distinguish ourselves by planting a really diverse mix of trees or planting over 25 different species uh, to kind of really emphasize biodiversity on the ground. 
uh, as, as much as the carbon e- uh, sequestration elements uh, of it. So Yeah, and you know, you mentioned uh, obviously the, you know, in terms of how it can help us reach our carbon neutral goals by planting more trees, but there are kind of big health benefits to having more trees around, isn't that right? Yeah, no, tre- tre- trees, obviously, yeah, they are part of that. Uh, they're, w- they're one element of, of the fight against climate change and the biodiversity crisis, but, th- but they can really help people in terms of, you know, mental health, mm. emotionally. There's been a lot of studies done that even like just trees outside of a, outside of a hospital patient's um, window can actually increase the rate of healing. Like, you know, we've lived for millions of years alongside them. So it only makes sense that we have these, you know, relationships with them um, and, and we actually benefit from them being there in our presence because we've basically evolved around them for millions of years. So we're very, you know, interconnected with the natural world and we're only really learning that as we now drift further and further apart and we actually see the effects it has on us or we're starting to realise the effects it's had on us are kind of drift away from that. Yeah, and, and you know, as you said, uh, there's one of the things that I was just so grateful for was, say, Townley Hall, which is a lovely kind of forested area around this neck oh, of the wow. woods, uh, was within kind of my 5K initially uh, in the very first lockdown. And it was just to be able to go in there and kind of just be among the trees, the dense forest, it was just fantastic. I t- totally understand what you're saying in terms of envir- in terms of our mental health. Um, yeah. You have approached farmers as well to, to kind of propose rewilding parts of their land. What kind of response are you getting from them? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been very positive. Like, you know, I, I was kind of worried in the beginning that no one would want to give up yeah. the land trees. But, you know, I suppose because the the platform is, has grown so much um, on our Instagram and through our social media, we're finding people all over the country who want to, you know, reforest parts of the land, whether it's just part of it, of an existing farm. Some want to completely rewild their entire farm. It's, it's growing and I think, you know, um, as we go forward in the future, there'll just be more and more farms who, who will want to do this. Um, Ireland actually is the highest, um, what's the word, has the highest, um, highest uh, success rate in terms of uh, planting forests and has a very, um, a very, a very high, um, what's the word I'm looking for, very high... Um, kind of take up on it, is it, in terms yeah, of the... Yes, yeah, I understand. Word, yeah. yeah, and I suppose in the future it has the most potential yeah. of any country in Europe to, to plant trees. I was actually looking at a map the other day and it was showing countries in Europe by, by the potential and Ireland is the highest because unfortunately uh, land abandonment is increasing for better or for worse. So we do have a real opportunity to kind of, you know, rewild parts of the land and not just have farms surround nature, but have nature surround farms, which really was the way it was for thousands of years. Yes, and this is kind of what, and I know you're very much in contact with um, another guest that we've had on the show a couple of times, uh, Randall Plunk, and he has decided yeah, yeah. To, this huge rewilding project that he has undertaken, which is really amazing. And he has noticed that an awful lot of animals that are that were that are endangered, I suppose, are coming back there to his land, which is amazing. And this is kind of all part of this as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, when you reintroduce species of trees that have been lost you know from the area like certain species are just very rare because of deforestation some have completely been lost from the areas you're also then creating habitat for creatures to come back you know certain species of trees you know will support certain species of insects which you know you're helping the entire ecosystem come back and you know random punk has seen that woodpeckers came back for the first yeah. time in over 100 years in County Mead amazing five years of rewilding so after five years he already had woodpeckers coming back when they were almost gone from Ireland for, for over 100 years. Um, so, you know, it, it's 
it's it, nature has an incredible ability to bounce back if we just give it a chance. Like we, we've seen that even places that we would traditionally think of very, very, I suppose, like um, what's the word, like catastrophic scenarios, mm. like Chernobyl. You know, in Chernobyl, after about twenty years, they had the highest percentage of wolves in the in the European Union, and they also have um, you know so many different animals coming back, and that's just from nature being being left alone. Unfortunately, traditionally, when nature's being left alone, it's because there's a reason humans can't go there. Yeah. But I, hopefully, we can kind of create these spaces for, for nature to thrive throughout the country. Because you know, if if we want to to you know keep going as a species, we really need to have have a balance you know, between humans and nature. And, and yeah, and, and as you mentioned, you know, we saw this, we saw nature yeah. take its course when everybody went into lockdown. You know, you talked about the planting process and I know this is very yeah. hard work. You start in winter. This is hard graft, isn't it, Carodes? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard enough. To be honest, like, I don't mind the tree planting element so much. The harder part, I suppose, is just getting it up off the ground. Mm. Tree planting, I kind of find therapeutic. Like, it's quite enjoyable and it was difficult because obviously we couldn't get volunteers during the lockdown. We had so many people asking to, to come and plant with us, but obviously we just couldn't like take them because they might have been the other side of the country. Um, but, you know, going forward, now that everything's starting to open up, hopefully by, by next season we'll be able to take a ton of volunteers. And that would just be great because it will really make light work of everything we're doing. And, you know, I, I think the element of the fact that we can find the land and find, and get raise the trees and then have the volunteers to to plant the trees it's just a very efficient way of planting and I think everyone everyone enjoys it that way then uh, and it's great and I think you know it's fantastic to see so many people supporting you you have quite a huge number of money a figure of money raised as well don't you yeah so in, ter- in terms of uh, trees we have about over 40,000 trees raised now um, for, for next season we're Fantastic. hoping to get to 100,000 so it's, it's looking very you know definitely possible Yeah because when I said this at the start yeah. I was thinking oh this is a big this is a big task but I have yeah. no doubt that you're going to do this how I can guess. people help how can we support how can we uh, support your cause and what you're doing Yeah so if, if just an individual would like to help you can visit uh, reforestnation.ie um, and you can you know adopt a tree maybe one time or you can uh, sign up to our membership where trees only cost one euro forty nine cents per tree, and we'll also send them a picture um, of the of the trees when planted and a GPS location, so they can come and visit them. Just cool. to kind of create a bit more of a connection. And uh, if they are a business, because we've been partnering with a lot of kind of eco conscious businesses around Ireland, you can also visit the website and fill out our our partner request form there. To, uh, to sign up your business and hopefully help reduce your carbon footprint. So That is fantastic. Gerald, I think what you're doing is incredible. I have no doubt that you're going to plant these 100,000 trees. We'll be back to you for an update on this. But for now, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks so much, Sinead. Thanks a million. Reforestnation.ie if you want to help to sponsor a tree as he mentioned there it's only a euro 49 or something like that ridiculously low price under two quid essentially to help him do what he's doing. Reforestnation.ie Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.